0: All right, okay, it's you?
1: a ball and again. I It's a It's a ball It's a falling and a Well, well, well,
2: it's another day in the Hibs life. You almost become immune and numb to that sensation. <laughs> yeah, well, do it now. How do you feel?
3: Honestly, uh, have I got some mental disorder going to watch that? Honestly, it's absolutely mental. I've witnessed that shite so many times. It's actually crazy. It doesn't even affect me anymore.
2: Disappointing, but, anyway, as long as Hearts don't win the cup then happy days, but it just makes you question why you even do that, why you go. It just gets worse every time. It just gets worse every time. Well, anyway, sharing it.
4: Put that in your pod, said Mike Tucker. I will then, Father. Thank you very much for coming. Welcome. Guten Tag. Hola. From wherever you're listening, welcome into the Waverley Park living room. And what a week of Scottish football we have for you. Hibs were falling apart again, and the dandy Dons were bouncing on their heads. I've got the passion back. Aaron, maybe a bit of a tough one for you to take last weekend, my friend. Oh. Welcome to your own sofa once again, Aaron. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. Happy as can be. Uh, we'll get into all that later on. Uh, we have a massive week, actually, in Scottish football. We said last week or the week before was the biggest, maybe apart from the Duncan Ferguson thing. <laughs> Tell you what, we've got an even bigger fish to fry upon. The man himself, he's back. He's cashing in. <laughs> Craig Levine returns to Scottish football. Like the wizard in white, Gandalf, he hath returned with his, well, former manager at Breakin, Andy Kirk, making the trip down south to Perth, where they take over at McDermid's to try and save the sinking ship. Oh, looking forward to talking about that one. Oh, Mark. a lot, a lot. Cannot we, wait. We've got uh, Tam Scobie in at Berwick. Ooh, not as exciting. We'll gloss over that one.
0: Mm.
4: Old news. Um, Gretna got a win, so we'll give them a wee shout out um amongst other things we have a bit of a mixed bag episode tonight and um, we'll talk about the semi-final obviously uh, me and Aaron have picked a couple things each from the weekend's action um the domestic football that was sort of buried underneath the the drama of the two semi-finals um, we won't just speak about Aberdeen and Hibs we'll obviously give a mention to um who was it again <laughs> i can't remember we'll we'll get on to it anyway (laughs) um yes uh we have a new segment who's worse thanks for inspiring us craig fowler um if you're listening you're probably not but oh you're coming under a bit of bloody pressure aren't you you terrace lot Mm, there's new boys in town they're called the tour of the terraces and this is the song we play Hello! Welcome along, everybody! As you can tell, I've got a big old smile on my face. Something that was very absent a few weeks ago after the Pauk result and all the rest. There's no need to dwell on that anymore. New Horizons, it's moments like the weekend that sort of come to define a season overall. And you think you sort of forget, maybe, when you get caught up in the whole drama and stuff of European games and old firm matches and stuff. All you really want is silverware. Um, You still have a chance in the Scottish Cup, obviously, Aaron, but it kind of brings you back down to earth a bit as a football fan. it's really, as a Scottish football fan, one of the only things that matter over the course of a season.
2: Luckily for Hibs fans, we've got the derbies as well. I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, the League Cup, Scottish Cup, is what you aim for. And alongside the derbies for ourselves as well. But, you know, getting knocked out in a semi... Um, oh, we're going to be speaking about a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. in that manner to, to go out, but you know, as you see we've got a Scottish Cup. Hopefully, oh, we don't get to handle. Yeah.
4: You had a puke the other night; it All feels right. like Aaron, but you'd already learned to distance yourself, which I had not done by that result. You know, I'm enjoying it; I'm not getting carried away. But as Aaron rightly says, we'll get onto it a bit later. We have really quite, in, in terms of a Scottish football, quite exciting news to discuss for me, anyway. Despite the whole four six zero. Um, <laughs> in quotation marks, Specky Mongo <laughs> chat when Craig Levine was manager of Scotland. There was that whole page. It was like, play in 4 6 because you're a Specky. Uh, you know. Spongo. Games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Spongo was born. How is it? Spongo. Spongo was so, born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you know what? I, I loved his time at Hearts in a way, obviously, like Hearts fans wouldn't have, but he was such a heel of nah. the league. He was a bad
2: man. You forget how good a character he actually is until i just seen him like, getting interviewed again yeah. in St. J Colour. I know, I know. He's back. He's back. <laughs> the
4: Beast is back. I, honestly, I feel like un- Prime Undertaker has just come back for the dead <laughs> and he's taken one look at David Martindale. <laughs> Me and you, <laughs> hell in a cell. <laughs> We're going to WrestleMania. <laughs> I can't wait for that showdown. By the way, because Levine is going to be a content machine at St. Mm-hmm. Johnston. I can just feel it. And you know what, Andy Kirk, um, the sort of the old the old Brian Clough, Peter Taylor thing. Um, what is it again? Uh, face of the or the shop window. Craig Levine's the shop window. Yeah, Andy yeah. Kirk might just be the goods in the back because he had a very successful tenure as Brecon Boss. Won the Highland League, was on course to repeat that this season, um, was unlucky to lose against Spartans. Um, I don't think there's any shame in that. I think Spartans are a really incredible side, uh, which just shows you uh, how good Andy Kirk is as a manager. And I think that th- that could be a duo that's a bit
2: saucy. It's a, yeah. bit, it's a bit sneaky saucy, maybe. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Yeah. I think Andy Kirk's been talked up a lot and had a lot of credibility to his name after what he's done. I think he was going on to win the Highland League again, and maybe even triumph East Kilbride, maybe get Breakin back into the Easily leagues.
4: could have done. I mean, we've we've all seen East Kilbride can fall apart at a moment's notice this season already. Um, I don't think um, many people would have been saying that if Andy Kirk's Breakin side had met uh, East Kilbride in a theoretical world yeah uh, i don't think andy kirk's breaking would have been underdogs by any stretch no of the imagination Absolutely uh, no so chance. it just shows you that there's good um there's good sort of credibility a good bit of nous going there um not managed at this level before obviously but then he's got mr levine who has managed many many times at this level um and i just can't wait to see what they them two can produce especially, um, you're going to touch on that later, Aaron, but with Livingston's dramatic drop in form, yep. um, I think it's going to come down to a straight-out shootout between Levine and Martindale mm. uh, in the media and stuff. Great you know, storyline. This could be such a great uh, little uh, yeah, storyline, as you say, running throughout the season. And um, it feels like momentum, for some reason, is kind of behind St. Johnston. Well, I mean,
2: St. Johnston went their game tonight, then they could be off the bottom somehow how the how, fuck is that happening how? and to be fair Levine's this will be his first game so it's not even
4: like him and Kirk have had any influence just could be doing it off their own back somehow yeah yeah. it's almost like the appointment itself has kind of triggered uh, obviously you get that whole new manager bounce thing but it, I feel like if it had been another manager I told me you right yeah. oops the greatest manager don't bring that up. <laughs> oh no <laughs> out, out pitchforks yeah. outside Waverly greatest Park. manager <laughs> of all time potentially <laughs> Um, there was someone else that won a cup double a few seasons nah, I can't you? remember that, that yeah. Yeah. Rats name. <laughs> uh, no we did receive a bit of uh, a bit of hounding from one or two St Johnston fans and you know what it is, that was in the moment I'm going to hold my hands up I actually was just talking shit and I thought that Tommy Wright might have even won that double mm. at the time obviously it was fucking Callum Davidson it was hot. everybody knows that wow. well it bloody drew you lot in didn't it <laughs> if you're a St Johnston fan and listening now yeah thank me thank me later okay <laughs> welcome Uh, aboard (laughs) exactly (laughs) that um yes and we would love to hear thoughts on the levine andy kirk appointment because it's the most exciting appointment i've maybe seen in the scottish leagues it's tough to remember an appointment that has gotten me this sort of nostalgic and and sort of excited to see how that plays out because i just it's just so out of left field. Yeah. Who on
2: earth saw that coming? That's so true. See, when McLean got sacked, you did not think for a moment... Like, the the exact moment he got sacked, like, you'd be thinking, you're Tommy Wright's, Robbie Nielsen's, all the folk... Neil Lennon maybe being, like, the cheekiest They shirtless. all
4: got chucked in there.
2: But not Craig Levine, alongside <laughs> Andy Kirk. The thing is, if Andy Kirk got brought in himself, you'd be thinking... He's probably, He's definitely a more credible manager than McLean one on one, but having Craig Littlehead Pot- overseeing it all. Yeah, 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 you not know yeah.
4: with mean? yeah. Andy Kirk coming with him as his assistant. It's just a great, great duel. I think. Oh, it's so good. Um, and the 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 day that we recorded that last podcast, Aaron, where we said that Martindale, it seemed like Martindale was going to get the job because he was evens and stuff. Um, the same day, Livy released a statement saying they had knocked back the approach. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder if someone at Bet365 knew or some kind of insider knew that St. Jay were pursuing Martindale quite heavily. And then after the knockback, they maybe just kind of... I'm not saying that they didn't have a long list of other candidates, but it's just so bizarre that Levine didn't appear in any discussion. Yeah, It feels like they've almost kind of done a bit of a... Not a U-turn, but they've sort of just thrown the plan out the window and just thought, we need something to spark this season up it's the perfect appointment it
2: really it really really is and even just hearing him speak again and saying you know i wouldn't have took this if
4: i, I wasn't working something. with, and I with people, something and with good was people i that like, was what i kept saying an easy decision for me in the end but I was like, <laughs> like, fair enough. Like, right <laughs> here, like does that imply that he wasn't working with good people at hearts before i i think it does I think it, um, he, he he was speaking about how he wouldn't have accepted it if he didn't feel like he had the energy for the job. I feel like his last tenure at Hearts really crushed the spirit out of him. Mm. Um, you could see by the end, he was just a beaten man. Yeah. Totally beaten. And the results were terrible and the whole system was broken. And then when he was director of football, and like it was just a big, hot, tangled mess. But there's no reason why he can't come back now with a sort of fresh pair of eyes after a, a few years you know, sort of relearning, I guess, his trade a wee bit down the divisions, and now he's taking it back up again. And I have, I have high hopes, maybe coming from a place of optimism and wanting to see it. I've been so in Saint jay's corner all season. This could really be the moment where that fight, like, if you're, if there's not a man, if there's a manager you're going to fight for in Scotland, like Craig Levine is going to be that guy as yeah. a young man. It's he's the been, perfect you know, I mean? yeah,
2: yeah, it is the perfect appointment because. You know, St Johnston are now got an experienced head, but he's also probably one of the most experienced managers throughout the whole league now. And if you cannot get up for playing behind this guy yeah. with such a good coach behind him and Andy Kirk, who's going to be teaching you the the laws of the game and how to play well, etc., um, I just think it's such a good good duo that's going to be able to lift them. And it's just put their momentum compared to your Livies,
4: your Ross Counties, even your Mother Wells now above them it feels like the momentum has really shifted and Livy's um sort of drop will have given them a lot of heart in that um in that sort of relegation battle that's coming along now um but yeah I mean if you're playing for St Johnston and you're born you know post 2000 even 2001 2002 um which a lot of these uh, younger lads might be or, or will have been you'll all know craig Levine from growing up mm. you know he was a Scotland manager okay not a very good one but if you're if you're like from the perth area and you've managed to get into the if you're in the under 21s the under 19s fucking hell it's craig levine was scotland manager when i was a kid like you know if george burley was cutting about in the aberdeen facility for some reason it wouldn't matter if (laughs) we all thought he was (laughs) 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 he would probably get mad it wouldn't matter if we thought he was a good manager a strike manager be like fucking hell scotland manager coming along um so yeah all the best is there there an element uh prove himself in one last rodeo like It's after, after a kind of it is. record in the past you know what it is it's the gunslinger taking one last walk into town <laughs> I'll meet you by the bell tower Martindale just like one last it's little just, hitch like, he's, just, he's 59 so you think this is him trying to kind of finish his career on a kind of crescendo I, kind of thing. it was and like he, back from the ship. he kind of left in a sort of uh, not disgraced, I wouldn't quite say, but he was very heavily disliked to the end. Tarnished his character. Totally tarnished his character. You know, he's been a legend of Scottish football for so long. Dundee United manager, very successful at Dundee United. He's been really successful at Hearts in patches. Uh, he was a Scotland manager, and then he went back to Hearts, and he had a really tough time of it and all the rest, and and we all know how it kind of fizzled out. So it was like he almost... He, he wasn't even managing down in the lower leagues. He was... Um, had some kind of it wasn't a director of football but it was like he was involved in the business side but also in the coaching side a little bit at Breakin yeah felt like he had gone off to a peaceful retirement up in the north in Angus where he could just see it at the end of his days but no 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 someone's come knocking on his door for <laughs> one one last showdown you know in the center of town uh, the gunfight at McDermid. Ah. He's not going down without a fight, that boy. So yeah, um, good luck to the Jambo. Ver- yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. So up, up the Saints, one well, Saint Johnston um, class. So I mean, after that, how can how can you really follow that with Tam Scobie? The news Scobie? of the news. Eh? Yeah, yeah, it's the only real news item I think. we'll just maybe. Well, Tam Scobie's the the Berwick manager now. Move Next on. item. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> yeah, um, quite a funny one—the K-pop Rangers debacle, Rangers Football Hi. Club. Um, it, it was last week, I think, anyway. But I just thought we'd shout out because it's quite funny. Um, cool, app you never saw coming. Yeah, you did not see this one coming. K-pop meets Govan. Govan. <laughs> Do you even know what K-pop was until about ten <laughs> minutes ago. Like... <laughs> so uh the texas rangers korean pop yeah, oh, right. korean, korean, pop, yeah. korean pop
2: thought it was kilmarnock pop <laughs> 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 kilmarnock <laughs> gordon sawyers <laughs> that boy like <laughs>
4: kilmarnock pop there's Derek, like lead, leading the band out Derek and stuart finley and lennon miller and Dimitar Mer- mm. Mer- crow spine <laughs>
2: the worst imagine they uh, were yeah, playing yeah.
0: on Saturday I oh, wanna Bobby.
4: kiss you Derek and Ash Taylor too <laughs> <laughs> then Kyle Vassell comes in with, ah, can't be honest you did that. so yeah uh, Kilmarnock Pop um, basically this <laughs> this K-pop band Korean pop band really famous in Asia um, were hired to perform at a Texas Rangers match um, a baseball team in the states. Uh, they all turned up though wearing Glasgow Rangers tops rather than Texas That's Rangers tops, that. and there'd been some kind of mix-up. So they were all there with like uh, loud drop and that on the back <laughs> of their shirts, and like McEwan's Lager printed across the fr- front of their jerseys. It was like the classic nineteen nineties Rangers McEwan's Lager. Quick, smart top. tops, Guttinley. Unfortunately, you have to admit it; yeah. it they are beautiful. uh Football, uh, football strips, uh, and I would certainly have one if we'll I get them on next week. week. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. There's definitely one Rangers fan in the crowd. Like, what the? There's definitely one guy from Texas. It's a Glasgow Rangers <laughs> man. There's Rangers fans everywhere. You. Go. What on? What on hell, man? What is this wizardry? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah that was quite a a funny one I thought so uh, look it up if you don't believe me (laughs) that is me yeah and uh, one one final one final shout out on the news Gretna got a win (laughs) woo well done the
2: fucking Gretna
4: at last Uh, Gretna 2008 managed to get three points on the board against Broomhill Um, Broomhill FC just now is it we've already gone over this I know but uh, yeah Broomhill FC um, obviously (laughs) not having a good season uh, as well judging by that result uh, anyway I, I, I mean agree. I thought they were doing alright before that
2: yeah brummel are doing alright it's a bit of a freak result to be honest with you on paper are like, they mid-table they're a
4: mid-table just above mid-table team and... would they not be expecting to be a bit they higher w- toward, like, towards oh, the top end. I think at the start of the
2: season, folk were thinking Brumel were going to be bang average. And right. People sort of surprised them how decent a start they've had, and they've faded away a wee bit, and I think that has been cemented by the Gretna result. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Gretna have been pretty solid. They've been getting a lot more compact and harder to beat, and at home especially, they've been uh, getting a lot more joy, albeit the results are hard to get. But that's massive for them. It's a massive result.
4: I think that... Um- it's you know, Gretna what a what a fucking roller coaster that town, that, that club I guess is a sort of continuation of the previous club to have, have risen so meteorically and then total obscurity and then your Phoenix Club. Normally you have this romantic idea of like a Phoenix team that rises from the ashes of an old successful club suddenly like sort of taking the leagues by storm and we were going to see gretna in the the top end of the league, pushing to get into league two maybe and and all the rest of it and being one of those top teams they've been just such a disgusting football team really Uh. the whole time that gretna 2008 have existed um they had bloody Ben Spellman playing up front for Christ's sake <laughs> some boy some boy that works at the Artisan pub down the road like you know so no offence Ben if you do great listen, guy you know, absolute formidable guy, guy. guy don't but... batter us please
2: <laughs> plays uh, for uh, he's down in London now so who did he play for before he left he was, left again? He was <laughs> tiny uh, he's playing for London FC he's playing for
4: K-pop FC ah. <laughs>
2: He wee, He was going to try and play on Lithgow. He was telling us. Is it on But
4: was it? tiny. I think he made a little spell at. Tiny castle. Uh, yeah, you're right. I thought you were saying he was tiny. Nah, he's was like, tiny. Come on, six foot three. Mate. <laughs> yeah, what's the weather like? He's absolutely gigantic. Put you in a grow bag. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So so well done to Gretna. Um, I don't think. Wow, you never know, but I don't think that's going to really change well, their season. I don't know, oh them, them, them and Edinburgh Uni, they're above Edinburgh Uni now.
2: Wow, okay, so, okay. So they're, they're just two points above them, and so obviously only one of them can go down. So Very nice. it's going to be the absolute battle of yeah. the dog shits. So. I stand corrected. A knife fight
4: in the mud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, <laughs> Class, yeah, yeah. You know, who, football likely... is a
4: knife fight in the mud, to be honest. It's just a, a bloody mud wrestling match with lions. <laughs> that's what football is. You just don't know when you get Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm the eldest boy! I'm the eldest podcaster! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, one final item on the news this week. Derek McInnes, Manager of the Month. So congratulations, Derek. I mean, not the candidate that was really obvious. I mean, when you think about it, it's like, ah, oh, fair enough. They've had, a, they've had an all right month. They've had an all right month. They've had an all right month. Yeah. Yeah. Looked at it, though. They've played
2: three games this month. Somehow. That doesn't really justify You can't... So- they you know lost, they've lost to the celtic beaten livy and then they beat aberdeen that is dog
4: shit Aye. i'm sorry yeah maybe you're looking at the wider picture and kyle vassell's firing and they look better than they did last month they look a lot better than they did last yeah. month they look pretty bad last month actually they look like they might be certified bottom six but are certainly in the top six race for sure Killy. um so maybe he deserves it i think it's more a case of who else do you give it to? Ken. Who else can you like? Really who give else it is to? there? You're like when you go down the list of managers. Naismith definitely not going to win it. Rogers, like you said before the show, Aaron has to do something that's... miraculous. he's going to win every game four 0 Yeah, for him to be manager. Right. Month. Clements not been in the job long enough. Barry Robson, obviously not. well maybe he got to the you know, Barry mm. Robson. Then he give it to Barry uh, Robson. Uh, <laughs> Barry Robson's painting over the cracks. Uh, and yeah, all we it. all know it. We <laughs> all know it.
2: Uh, <laughs> the Nick, only manager
4: that could potentially be is, you know, one of your main men, Tony Doc. Tony Doc. I was gonna yeah, I think the Doc could have had a, a real chance at it. Um for some reason well, here we go, we can take another pop at the Terrace here. The Terrace put out a little list and it was like the tiers of all the teams in Scotland I've right now. I've seen that, yeah. And it was like Celtic and St. Mirren at the top. It was like mm, everything's fine. Yeah. And then it was like the
2: tier below. Hibs were on there.
4: Hibs were on the tier that's it's like, everything's fine or everything's good or whatever. Yeah. Like, tier two, like, calm down. I don't think Hibs fans are actually thinking that. And also, they had Dundee in the category that was like, shit, shit, yeah. everything's going wrong. Like, uh, what are you on about? No, everything's Dundee are having great. a great season. Life's good in Dundee. Dundee either. are having a fine season. I think some Dundee fans have been a bit unhappy at certain results and the sort of way some games have gone and maybe some of the style of style play. Style of play, I think. But I think that that's them... That's like a good sign. Dundee yeah. fans should be wanting to be more than relegation fodder every yeah. season. Yeah. So it's good to see them looking up to try and be top of the bottom six or pushing into that that sort of uh, top half of the table. Um, I, I, there's not a chance Dundee go down this season. No. I honestly don't think there's a single chance. Um, they've got the Mexican boys back. Portales yeah. has been out for a while. So, Yeah, I think um, everything's all good at Den's. So maybe maybe Tony Doc could have got yeah, it. We're changing it officially. Tony Doherty, Doherty, Manager of the Month. Uh, Congratulations. You are the Tour of the Terraces Man of the Month. Um, Free program coming to you in the post. (laughs) Take your pick. We've got Stenner Smear. We've got Spartans. Give us your address. (laughs) Even got one named after you. (laughs) What's that, Eric? (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) Great stuff. Well, news bulletin. Nicely rounded up, I think, there. Mm. Unless you have anything to say on the the hot issues from across the country before we move on yeah. to the M&Ps of today, Aaron. Issues have been taken. Taken care them. of. Aye, Beautiful. Of Back after these messages. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, as everybody across the country that is invested in Scottish football knows and probably people that aren't invested in Scottish football know, it was semi-final weekend in the League Cup, where Aberdeen played Hibs. A very late kick-off, which was a very nice thing to be a part of for once. It's normally a half-twelve or three o'clock, if you're lucky. Um, Five-fifteen. Plenty of time to get liquored up. Too much time, if any. Hit up (laughs) up the local taverns, you know. Um, Some wenches. (laughs) Some winches. winches. Not for us both married men so keep your distance ladies (laughs) um yes and then we had hearts and rangers the day after um which was a bit of a sort of damp squib in the end i staked my when i was three liquors down staked my reputation as a scottish football uh podcaster and expert that hearts were going to beat rangers um to many people <laughs> at the various pubs and clubs of glasgow oh i tell you i'll put my reputation on it hearts will beat rangers tomorrow put my life on it <laughs> 3-1 unlucky uh, we'll talk about that in a bit but aaron the day out itself um hibs aberdeen Grand day out. what a day out it was uh for me there, but... a day at the races you were uh, there in spirit though you were i um, wish you were there for some comfort, maybe, yeah. afterwards. a very chilled one, actually, while you guys were gallivanting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Oh, why? Like. We know what that means. <laughs> 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 it, was, it was very... Good. Oh, and, and the old, whole place must Your prescription stuff, was it? <laughs> <laughs> <Prescription> <laughs> stuff. Medicinal. Yeah. Medicinal purposes. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back on track. So, yeah, me and Aaron met up at Counting House Pub. Aye. Um, Aberdeen and Hibs. Collide. Crossing Blades. Which is quite funny. They really
2: could look at each other.
4: Instantly got the sheepshagging bastard chance as soon as I came in. So get it right up those two little pricks that were sat beside Jared. Aye You were not happy with them either. Nah, I, to I, had
2: to, I had to bark at one of them for. <laughs> Genuinely, one of them were like shouting Marta's name, and I just had to tell one of them to chill out. Tell them to settle down. Uh, yeah. Uh, because I was speaking oh, I was to them, I having a laugh with them and I yeah, yeah. was just like, Oh my god.
4: How annoying is that.
2: Uh, it was a bit haunting. Yeah. But to be fair, the, the whole day out and from the start was class. It so was, it was a great, great day speaking out. to you and bumping you all I right. felt like it was about five minutes though, Mikey, that I saw oh, you mate, thought,
4: I, know, uh, I think it was it wasn't, you had one it wasn't, fine and that was It's was all we could manage because we had to go meet my grandad, who's also a Hibs fan, um, who oh, had flown across dad. from Italy. Yeah, the the mighty Frank James was down for the game. So I had to obviously Guy lives in Italy, you know. Yeah, uh, had to go and shoot off and meet him for for a quick pint pre match as well. Uh, Frank probably listening to this episode for our takes on the semi final. Imagine so. Keep it clean, Aaron. Hello, Frank. You are live on Channel Four. Please <laughs> do not swear.
0: Yeah,
4: uh, well, it's a bit. He knows me. He knows me inside out. Uh, so yeah, I went off to meet him, uh, and then afterwards, it was straight to the game where I met up with my dad and my sister's boyfriend, Dylan. And all three of us went as a collective. (laughs) It was quite funny because normally you're with your mates and stuff, but going with the old man and your sort of sister's boyfriend, who is one of my mates. You are one of my mates, Dylan. You only say sister's boyfriend. Dylan, don't believe anything he says. (laughs) Um, The good good Sir Durante as well, yes. So that was quite a funny little trio to be a part of. um, Going absolutely nuts all game long, obviously. Uh, and like I said before Aaron the Hibs end from our perspective was pretty quiet I thought yeah, I, the, I mean for myself went through with about 10 of us you know
2: more popular than Mikey so
4: keep that on record uh, uh, just his, his dad and his uh, he's <laughs> having to string along his dad <laughs> and yeah. his, his sister <laughs> fan. my mates are my dad and my sister's <laughs> man that's all I've got
2: that's all I've got I've got Stenny <laughs> Andy Jamie Elliott but uh, good, good laughing and then um, Nice man Naismith. Naismith was on good form to be fair yeah, he was. told him to follow the pod but catch me
4: <laughs> good, good thing yeah. as well Naismith uh, yeah, Naismith
2: a yeah. hundred quid on Hibs to win <laughs> unlucky Ooh, brutal a hundred quid on Hibs to win but I uh, I mean we got there and you know it was quite a subdued Hibs atmosphere and yeah. that was really forecasted in the in the start of the game itself with Hibs fans screaming at each other telling people to sit down and there was literally at least four or five different breakouts of people telling other people to sit down, fingers waggling in men, people's so face, shouting people profusively. They well, these did. So we were the only little section that was sitting, but me and Andy, we stood strong. So strong. Good men. But, you know, there was a woman barking at us behind and was like, sit down so I can see the game. It's like, turn down and was like, well, you're at a semi-final. You're at a semi-final, love. Yeah. You're embarrassing. But it was just like, <laughs> it, was, it was annoying because, you know... It just killed the atmosphere. Turns out
4: bit. Frank was one of the boys shouting at you.
2: <laughs> Shut it, Frank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, Frank uh, was up leading the charge. I seen him with a megaphone down the front. Ah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Cheap shagging Balaclava on. Like... Bye. I mean, going into the game I was feeling very optimistic, yeah. to be honest. Well, so we actually recorded uh, three voice notes um, at the top of the show. You heard spliced mine and Aaron's. Full time takes, one obviously a lot uh, more subdued than the, the other. other. And actually. Andy McNaughton, of course, was in there giving his take. Um, two very unhappy laddies. Uh, and then you had our our side of things, which is a bit more riotous. <laughs> um, Felt like Mike
2: was a Hibs fan yeah, to be yeah. fair. Like,
4: <laughs> sounded fee My dad is the boy going mental in the background. So I think it's the angriest I've ever heard. Of. We, <laughs> I loved dad, it. We just won. Oh. We won with ten men. Somehow that was what cheered me up the yeah, next yeah. day. <laughs> Listen, to him going mental about Hibs. He's like that. I fucking told you. I fucking told you. <laughs> That's that like shit he's talking about. What are you me. on about? <laughs> I don't know what he's Then he goes, me. put that in your paw. <laughs> <laughs> and you've done it, so... But yeah, so, I mean, maybe the best way to set the stage for the game um, is to just listen to mine and Aaron's pre-match takes just as we went into the ground. Here is what I had to say and here is what my bald brother had to say.
2: Alpha oh, for goals are glory. Oh, goals are oh! Just about to go into the stadium now. Um. Feeling slightly optimistic after a few beers. But I'm feeling it's going to be a a 1-0 or a 3-2. That's what I'm feeling. Don't know what way it's going to go. But in a good mood. Spirits are high. Better get checked by the uh, security guys.
4: Here we are in the Aberdeen end. Pre-match. I'm with Dylan Durante and Mike Tucker. His name is Mike. He's Mike. He's dead. Let's go, lads. What is your thoughts on the game? Dylan first. I'm going for a 3 2 Aberdeen final.
1: <laughs>
4: Father, your thoughts on the game today, please?
1: Well, quite frankly, I think it'll be a tight FBR. But come on, you fucking lads! I'm predicting 1 0 dons. Let's fucking go, boys. Come!
0: so
4: it's gonna be a 3-2 yeah. final <laughs> yeah. nice take dylan be not a th- better well when we win 3-2 in the final maybe you'll be proven right at that <laughs> point um but yes i mean both feeling optimistic before the game as we rightly should have been i felt like you know going into it both sets of fans even though Aberdeen you'd sold more tickets than us both sets of fans were kind of right up for it um but that was quickly uh, sort of sucked out of the stadium after watching both teams try and play some semblance of football for mm. about 10-15 minutes because it was apparent that this might be a long old day at the yeah. office for both clubs
2: And rightly so, we both should have been up for like the. Of course. Hibs and obviously
4: being a semi-final, you're going to be, but also being
2: optimistic. We're playing against Aberdeen in a semi. You're playing against Hibs in a semi. We both games on paper. We should win. Yeah. It's games on paper as well that both teams are not in good form whatsoever. Both there for the taking, and you know that's why everyone was in such good moods. But as you say, that was slowly eradicated as they kicked the ball.
4: Yeah. and, (laughs) And then as both sets of supporters watched the game unfold, it was it by half-time the sort of not the atmosphere been sucked out I thought it was actually a, for being a smaller attendance at Hamden than what you would maybe hope for an Aberdeen uh, Hibs game yeah obviously um, the form of both teams will play into that heavily I think if both teams had been flying we'd have easily brought like 30 plus yeah at least yeah um, but I think the form probably dampened the the expectations going in and the sort of hype beforehand maybe. But I th- I thought that the atmosphere generally for the whole game was, was amazing in the Aberdeen end anyway. I, but. I mean, I felt like the Hibs atmosphere was actually on as well because we were quite... Not, maybe not on tops, so maybe a
2: bit too hingy, You were we the better like, team. I felt you like there was definitely a lot the more better momentum team. on our end than what it was yours, but uh, no. they, it was quite loud. But yeah. in my you know little section specifically, it wasn't too great, yeah. to be honest. I but, think
4: the first 10, we came out and sort of tried to put up, put you on the on the caution a wee bit and sort of pressured you. And then you were trying to hit us on the counter. And then that kind of changed. And by the end of the, the first half, it was like Hibs are kind of trying to lay, lay yeah. it on us a wee bit now.
2: I felt like Aberdeen set up, Quite defensively, and we set up very attacking. So I think it was always going to pan out like that. Yeah. Um, but I felt like you set up defensively, we set attacking, but there's still no direction in either team. Like it was no. just very, very poor. Um, I, mean, I had a
4: few half chances. Was half w, chances. Half chance. We had like one half chance near the start. You did, yeah. And like I can't even remember really what it was, but one thing I'll, I'll point to is like, and then it was exacerbated in the second half with Ellie Yuan like. What the hell is that guy doing? Oh, so hilarious. Where is he? Like, I didn't even. I actually can't remember seeing him mm. all game. Could you get in the Rangers team, exactly. Did he even play? Like, as I was making that shout, I was like, shit, did you actually play? Because nah. that's how much of a, of a ghost he was. He was a ghost. Venti was. That's the worst <sighs> I've seen him Venti
2: was very there's, poor. There's people calling him out to potentially be a fraud. Which that is always, always hilarious. Always, always, all these players getting in the Rangers squad this time last week. Um, I thought, you know, from a Hibs perspective, I thought uh, Jair had a good game, or however the fuck you pronounce Jair it Jair Tavares. Uh, I thought he yeah. had a good game for us, and obviously Boyle had a solid game, but.
4: Yeah, Boyle always has a solid game for you. Yeah. Um, but it was. It just feels like Hibs get to a point in some games where every all the Hibs supporters are just like, please do something, Boyle. Yeah. Just do something. Mm. And he nearly did do something, obviously, in the, in the second half.
2: The offside's a bit it's one of those it's a it's, tight one ah, it is a tight yeah, one it's, it's um, a hard one for that to take that you yeah. know what was hard about it it's obviously like whatever the decision is it doesn't matter but see if it was just a little bit quicker like it was like if it was a one minute decision it's like you don't have that feeling of we're one up yeah, for yeah, six minutes Yeah, yeah. the players maybe think that and have it taken away was that how long it was the weight Christ it felt like that and then I listened afterwards it was five six minutes that's brutal <laughs>
4: it, well it just sums up that the whole VAR thing it's for it's for the uh, television viewers, really. Like, it's not, it's not doing the fans any it was favors. A horrible
2: five or six minutes.
4: And it was, a, it was a, an absolute bounce in the Aberdeen end, well, actually, when yeah, it got I, varred off. But the five minutes, um, the goal, and then the five minutes waiting, I was fully expecting the ref to just give the goal. Yeah. So it was like, we could be just playing here now. Let's just crack on. So, like, it was good, but the whole process was still horrible, Mm. Uh, even though we benefited from it. Yeah. Like, it still was not an enjoyable thing. Yeah. Even though the, the goal got chalked off. Like, honestly, I think having experienced it a couple of times live now, I'm. I fully think it is basically just doing the TV viewer service at home because like it's it's kind of exciting to watch at home because you hear the commentators you watch them going over to the monitor there's the whole oh my god you've seen the replay like mm. the debate in the living room like is he doing that or not whereas you've got 28,000 supporters inside Hamden just standing with their thumbs up their arse All like right. what are we doing here is it a goal is it not a goal and then okay it is a goal but or it wasn't a goal in the end but it was just a bit like it's just it's so shite like want- it is so Oh, shite, and it still feels
2: like obviously Scotland to have a dumbed down version of the full on vars. VAR. VAR Light, like we're still not even getting like the full, yeah, answer for yeah. decisions like that. Yeah, it, it was a hard one to take. That, but it's the nature of it. You it get is. them and you
4: don't get them. Like the thing uh, is, right, that would have been a, in a, an alternate universe with no VAR that would have stood that goal, and then the game would have taken a completely different direction. Hibs might not still have even won, nah. you just you don't know you just don't know it would have it would have led to a more open game possibly I think so
2: i think well you know what hibs are like as a team we had the momentum at that point our tails were up the goal happened great yeah. but you know after 10 more minutes that hibs would have been shitting themselves yeah. panic station again
4: <laughs> so weak at yeah. the back like the same thing would have happened yeah. it just
2: would have been long well, prolonged you out.
4: certainly came out uh, flying in the second half and And you dumped totally dominated in the second half. the first match was an absolute mud uh, mud fight knife thing, mud nah. wrestling with lions thing um yes. but it was like the second half you know you you sort of came out and took control of the game a bit more um so maybe we'll listen to our our takes at half time see what the atmosphere was like in both in both camps um take it away Aaron.
2: absolutely stinking for half of football doesn't really get any worse than that to be fair two sides that just can't play quite simply <laughs> don't know what they're doing obviously a bit of nerves in there. but to be honest the only entertainment I've had the whole half is uh, hips fans trying to fight each other for sitting down fans are raging that other people are standing up and then try to scrap them it's like fucking hell get something better to moan about disgrace Absolute shambles, so pathetic. Well, aye, if that's what folk get a kick out of, then fair enough. To I'm
4: doing the half time voice note from Hamden for the tour. Um, I'm pretty unhappy with that so far. We started on top, we faded out, and now it's a very even game. I think we've let Hibbs back in it, but I'll tell you one thing outnumbered but never outfought. Mon the fucking dandies, and now I'm going to pass you over to my father, Mike Tucker, and you know the song, you know the song, you know how the song goes. His name is Mike. He's Mikey's dad. He's the greatest Aberdonian that we've had, and here he is with his take on the first half.
1: Mike, take it away. Well, thanks for the introduction, Mikey. Um, I think the first half was pre- predominantly Aberdeen yeah, to start yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Hibs started to get back in the game and started playing the game more than our half, which is annoying and irritating sometimes, but I still think that we've got a team that can win the game at the end of the day. Um, and hopefully it's going to play out. Uh, I, I think it's going to go a goal uh, either team. One goal. Uh, yeah, winning, one, yeah, one goal or maybe two. But I think it's probably good. On the balance of playing In the first half I would say In Aberdeen's favour Maybe I'm biased Maybe I'm not I don't know But I, you know, I, I respect Hibs I know that's right it's Who do you think played better In the first half? Um, I think it's probably About 50-50 I, I, I can't goal. separate either Maybe Aberdeen's Slightly better Possession wise But I don't know Hibs have a big Low amount of South play Yeah yeah, call, yeah, 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 up, yeah, so yeah yeah It's a yeah. difficult one To call And Aaron If you're listening There mate I love you <laughs>
4: Aaron, I fucking hate you, you bald prick. All I'll say is, I'm on the Jets, I'm on the Dons, and come on, Mike Tucker. His first contribution to the podcast. On the dandies, eh?
1: Uh, I love my son equally as much as I love Aaron <laughs> <that intro>.
4: Crowe.
1: <laughs> equally, nice one. No, more than. I mean. That's the
4: Viaplay Cup. You know what? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was an absolute roller coaster, those uh, two VMs. Mind. Aaron not even talking about the football, just raging about the situation going on. And then me and my dad just having a bit of a heart to heart at the uh, end. <laughs> just saying we love him. I love him and that. And mate, I was listening, and I love you too. Uh, yeah. um, is I, he li- I, I love you, mate. Love you. <laughs> is he listening? Hmm. He might be listening <laughs> on his own bloody podcast for for a start. Uh, But yeah, so you can tell two unhappy sets of supporters there. Uh, In the end, obviously, uh, Aberdeen came through. I think when the sending off happened, and we've both talked about this already, but when Jack McKenzie got sent off, it was like, okay, now that we're almost... Like, throw the plan out the window. Throw this bullshit, try to stifle Hibs' plan out the window. I And knowing what Hibs are like, I just had a feeling that we might actually win the game when yeah. we when we had the man sent off. I
2: think it did benefit you somehow. And it
4: actually did benefit yeah. us because Hibs were all over us in the second half, mostly.
2: Hib's, Hibs all over the back, that, eh? but it's just a moment of Dawn's breaking and Hibs not being... Smart enough, not being able to bring him down. He should have just been brought him down. He should have. Venti should have had. Yeah. Uh, Levitt should have had to. Yeah, he should have straight been away down by at least three hips, boys. But anyway, he's not. And it's a good ball put through. And there's no other guy that you want on the pitch going through on goal maybe in, in all shirt. of scotland Might at have been the moment, joking. bojan mioski goes through marshall for some reason decided he can't be arsed coming off his line marshall
4: for some reason decides to like run round the post like uh, he's, ba- he's got a leg out of play when he tries to save it it gives him those open angle to be honest and mioski is gonna just gobble that up all day long like he's he's been hot and cold a wee bit in front of goal in terms of like that one-on-one chance mm-hmm. he's always been great with the head had and a few in Europe hasn't he like and your instinctual finishing sticking a two out being in the right place you know that kind of thing but he's been very hot and cold when it comes to being one on one with your keeper and had a big one against Haken that didn't come uh, yeah and a and, uh, one against uh, Helsinki as well I'm pretty sure in Europe too um so it's just like, you know, that element of a striker's game that's so important, like when you get one on one, just finish your dinner kind of thing. And he fucking gobbled it up. Oh, he gobbled it right up. Could have and... gobbled a few more up. <laughs> yeah. Mate, he's he's um coming on week in, week out, he's turning into a better, better player. Signed him for seven hundred K. I think we might sell him for a whole whole lot more. And I think he might even go on to play at a really high level one day mm-hmm. if he continues his development at this rate. Because he's vastly improved from last season. He was good last season. He's great this season. And keep that rate of development up, you'll be a shit hot European striker in no time at all. I reckon. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. and I don't think that's too biased. I, I do think you that, see a lot more of him. Than yeah, than yeah, him. I yeah. See,
2: I see him scoring goals fairly regularly. Obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of his game, but you know, given that scenario there, under pressure big game 10 men yeah semi-final and he's managed to bury it and get the team into one, the, the yeah. final like.
4: it's just the classic the ball comes through to him he's what takes that one heavy touch but it's perfectly weighted and then one little one to set him up and he just strikes it right across marshall yeah. it's like bloody textbook uh, son fair play to him so and you know one one thing i will say after
2: that obviously you just go one nil up when it's about what 15 20 minutes left you're thinking right here comes the Hibs onslaught. Yeah. And there's just no Hibs on Never, It's came. like, you know, back against... There should be backs against the wall, all hands on deck, Hibs just constant flurry into the yeah. box, and there was nothing. No. There was nothing. And did... Our best spell was from the 45th minute to the 55th minute, and... You know, we end the game with fucking Rory Whittaker, Ned Flanders, Josh Campbell, Doige. Imagine we did score a goal, oh, and we have man. to play
4: with those extra cuts. time with those we boys. To, you know yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. What yeah. is Ned Flanders and Doige up top <laughs> doing? Like? Just terrible, it's, mate. It's just it was a really frustrating. Do you know what? Do you know what was the biggest indicator of that? Like we're we're running out of allotted time for the semi final about for so sure. Much. Yeah, we forgot the day out as well. Uh, so That was part of the section.
2: You're all part of the tour. Yeah,
4: you're all part of the tour. welcome enjoy the ride because this is what it feels like <laughs> just getting pissed all the time <laughs> yeah so um, uh, at the end of the game when it's like clocks ticking the Hamden scoreboard rolls over and it just says 90 and you don't see it going 91 92 90. yeah. you just you just know that there, at some point the full time whistles coming uh, you've been in so many environments like that where your eyes are glued to the match because it's backs against the wall for your team and you're just all woo, whistling yeah. whistling heart is thumping none of that we were all just chanting ultras right. aberdeen yeah because we knew that they were gonna win the game yeah. like there was no nerve there was no nerves in the aberdeen end there was no begging for the game to end it was keep all- it good it was keep it going because <laughs> this is great fun this is so fun yeah. That was honestly how it felt like um and then obviously full-time whistle did come and um you know nick montgomery for the first time in his managerial career, uh, career at hibs certainly has got a few critics that he has to really uh, sort of prove wrong now. I think ah, personally, it's, it's
2: going to be a, it's going to be tough for him now. It yeah. is going to be. He's tough not necessarily been bad,
4: but there's not necessarily lot, been A lot of questions to answer for him. He's for got sure. a whole
2: giant transfer window. He's got he's got the rest of the season hundred percent under his belt and see how he how he does. But yeah. How do you really measure success now after a, such a big defeat yeah. like that? Depends who your Scottish Cup run. Is depends we and if you get European football or not. Depends what your derby results are yeah. like. So he's got a lot of things in front of him to,
4: you know, spark something. And there needs there needs to be a little feather in the cap for Hibbs to take home this season. They need a good Scottish Cup run, or they need to to go and pump the hearts at a, Tynecastle. Scottish Castle. Cup
2: run. There is no nothing that, that can really help other than winning it. Like yeah. I would rather we got knocked out in the the fourth round
4: against fucking Killy away than have to go yeah. through the torture yeah. of a, a final again and losing. That's true. Again, but- you meet, I mean, like, Aaron, you sound very much... You sound similar to how I did uh, after the yeah. Pauk result with that. And you know what? I totally get that, chat. I I, to- I almost agree with it, but... At the same time, it's like when it comes rolling around, you know, semi-final. That's the thing. You know, if you beat
2: someone in the... see, we beat Dons in the semi-final, it's a like, great day out, feeling like you did. And let's be fair, you're going to play Rangers in the final... And it's going to be a tricky game. Yeah, and we're going
4: to we we're probably going to lose, obviously. But it's it's all about the day, out, day out at out that point. That. And you know what, Aaron? Like, if you were to go to a semi final against like a, a Brendan Rodgers that was like still undefeated or something, and you know maybe maybe lose an extra time or pens, it would hurt a lot. But like the whole thing, the whole like pride in your team that comes with that, I guess, might. It's some. It's something that you can only know when it actually comes about all Aye. the time. Like, obviously, it's, it sucks right now, so you kind of got to live in that, but...
2: But it's like, just before we move on, it's just as a Hibs fan, I feel like, and other Hibs fans listening to this will also feel this, like, Hibs haven't just been at the odd semi-final or the odd final here and there. We've been at numerous yeah. semi-final and final games. We've played 11 games, I think, at Hamden since the cup final when at David Gray. Wow. And we've won... Twice, Sorry, we've been at 10 games, won twice and lost eight. <laughs> and two of those losses have been against St. Johnston in, in trophies that we should have arguably went on to win. Another uh, one against Hearts that was crushing last year hearts again yeah when hearts scored an, an extra time we missed a penalty we've been bobbied by celtic a few times and we got beat by use at 3-2 game so it's like ross it's, county. It's in the ross county almost the same year as the, the cup final so it gets oh, a little bit it? Uh, oh, so we like could have done our own cup double Schalke. our own tommy right <laughs> yeah um, but it really <laughs> i hurts. like it it hurts and it stinks yeah yeah um, and it's and you it's know, football it's just part of being a hibs fan
4: Fuck. Brutal. <laughs> Should have said a hun. That is football, <laughs> mate. It's it football. Well, you can you can um, reveal your your true hun colours in a second there, and your true Rangers uh, colours in a second when we get onto the Hearts and Rangers game, which we will do right now. Um, I mean, Philippe Clement getting a little smirk from the fourth official. <laughs> Everyone going nuts about that. I don't think there's much news in that. Um, he smiled at the other manager. Like, it's you know, I'm all here for the whole referee bias thing in a way because we've all felt it at some point as non-Old Firm fans. But, come on, you're making a bit of a story out of nothing there. Like, he's just having a smirk. Yeah. And like, you know, the managers he's just gone 2-0 up. It's just like... If that was the other way around, no one would be caring one mm, bit about it. It is true. It There's, looks bad. It, it does, does look
2: bad. It does. I, I'm sure we're going to hear it in a little moment. Our, our good friend Jamie's, uh oh, take Christ. on it. But he's got yeah, a funny. Yeah, little, yeah, yeah. He's got a funny little insight about, about that, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that little smirk. So I'll leave him to, yeah. to reveal all that. But you know, as as a game as a whole, uh, I think Rangers just turned up turned up gunnily and yeah. put, took them to the sword. Um, and you know, me and you both had quite high expectations of Hearts putting in a good shift, especially after the downfall of the week prior and I thought they were going to turn
4: up and they didn't, no not at all just far from turned up, damp squib it was a total dud performance from Hearts after what was a really encouraging um, game at Ibrox where they really went toe-to-toe with Rangers for large parts of the game Um, when you've got like it's weird you know you've got Shankland who is maybe the like he's bang in form as well right now Lawrence Shankland and it doesn't matter. Like Hearts cannot do anything to, to build around him at the moment. Uh, Hearts fans have a right to be raging, I think, because despite their league position, um, they just, they're just nah. they not doing anything. They're not doing anything. Their league position is Sometimes. actually an embarrassment on the rest of the league, Aye. to be honest, um, for not being good enough to compete with that. Because... I I had such high expectations for them like I've already said I was telling everyone that I came into contact with that was a Scottish football fan that hearts were going to beat rangers that next day. I had I honestly fully expected them to as well. Yeah. Um but then they were 3-0 up and then they get a consolation. It doesn't matter at that point what's going on. Uh okay the penalty Mm, a bit dubious yeah, the penalty's questionable. A, the, the penalty is a bit
2: questionable. Um in terms of what we've seen the day before with the Vente Aberdeen thing. Yeah. Like I don't think the Aberdeen Vente scenario is ever a penalty in a million years. And I think the the Rangers one's very similar to yeah, there's maybe slightly more impact, but he does go, he commits himself and then you can clearly see him like pulling yeah, away from it.
4: Yeah. But has he overcommitted there? Potentially I it's It doesn't matter how many rules or camera angles you have in some things. Football, moments in football are up to interpretation a lot of the time.
2: Rangers will always win. Yeah,
4: (laughs) that's what you've got to learn, unfortunately. Um, It's the first lesson I'll be teaching my son so he doesn't experience the same level of (laughs) false hope like I do. Even for other teams, you know, I was gutted that hearts were beaten by Rangers Mm. because like even though there's a lot of rivalry between all the other clubs, I feel a sense of solidarity with them as well. Like we, we all get it. We all understand on some weaker level. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We all want to stick the knife in each other, but we all kind of have this weird thing where we all kind of, we're not old firms, So we, have all been fucked up by the old firm yeah, at some point, yeah. and kind of understand that mutually a wee bit, I guess. I guess um, I can see,
2: I can see from your side of the coin obviously it's a total different relationship that I have with Hearts because the movie, you have which that doesn't need no, to be totally.
4: Uh, you have that with Hearts because Hearts and Hibs are obviously massive and rivals. For me,
2: for me, I want to see
4: Rangers absolutely demolish Hearts and, it's mental, and be yeah. out as a, a total outsider of as being an Aberdeen fan. There, we're almost like onlookers a lot of the time in the way the scottish game operates because we don't have any derbies yeah we've got rivalries we've got loads of rivalries but we don't have any derbies we don't have any close-knit like close to home passionate uh, things where your mate was a cove fan growing Aye. up who just you, wait
2: till those lads you know,
4: <laughs> yeah exactly um so i feel like the opinions that we have are obviously going to be different quite a lot of the time so yeah. that's the way i see it but it's, yeah. it's interesting to think that um one thing we should definitely um, let fly uh, is our is our old pal, the Jolly Jambo, who was indeed there at the game. Um, I'm sure he was very happy with the outcome. Uh, Mr. Jamie Cowan. Um, I've not heard this yet, so so please, uh, Jamie, fill us in uh, on your match day experience.
3: Thoughts on the game? Again, to stand that game plan. You need to keep it tight against Rangers at Hamden. And they, they did that. It was nil-nil. wasn't pretty, but that's an important thing. You keep it nil-nil at half time, and then you slowly get yourself into the game. Second half, we had two opportunities. Now they scored. It was a good save from it. Butland and Kingsley. It's another save from Butland. Um, so again, we we're, we're putting on pressure. Obviously, Rangers had chances. And guess what? What's the point of paying a ticket to go watch a game involving Rangers when you know at any point during the game they'll get guaranteed a fucking penalty? It's just... My view of it is is that, the, yes, Sandra Clark actually files him. Yeah, that is a file. But he's already initiating a dive beforehand. He is falling to the ground before Sandra Clark files him. So, therefore, the the rule of simulation kicks in first. He dives first, then gets clattered. It's a cheating mentality. And, of course, obviously, they don't pick it up. And then it kills the game. 1-0, you know, you're dying against the old firm. Then it's going to be, they going to get another one but I think what, what, what sums it up well it's two things you get the fucking uh, the fourth official nod of approval to Clement no it's like live on TV everyone can see it and then it fuels the conspiracy theories and then uh, I do invite you to if you've not seen it uh, go, go on, go on his Facebook and uh, maybe uh, maybe you'll find out who he actually supports and shock horror as rangers um, and then I think what confirms it in terms of just the inherent biases so, obviously, the hearts are right of the game. 3-0 down. But, so, Hearts hearts player gets fouled in the box. And the first reaction is to... Not, not, not just not give the foul. The first reaction is to send the hearts player off and give a free kick to Rangers. But I think that just consolidates. No, to send them off and give a free kick to Rangers. Instantly. Again, you watch it. There's an instant decision to send the hearts player off. And then, obviously, it gets overturned. Oh, and it's actually a penalty. Um, and I think that just sums it up. That, that's two games in a row where Hearts have been in the game, they've been winning, and it's been changed, the game's been changed by a penalty. So what, that's three penalties in two games against Hearts? It's just, what what can you do if you, the financial golf is massive and they get awarded penalties willy-nilly? Like, just... I just give up, usually. And even... The point about Hibs, you know, that, that that's a stonewall penalty for Hibs, but, you know, I guarantee you that Rangers, which it was, they'd be getting a penalty, no issue, but, you know, Hibs don't get a penalty for that, do they? So, yeah, just uh, sick of the inherent bias. I think there needs to be something... I think you need to look into uh, the number of West Coast referees. I think that's I think that's what it comes down to. I think there needs to be a more even distribution of... Uh, referees on the east coast Aberdeen etc I think they're all just all just we Celtic Rangers glory hunters and then everyone's biased so don't blame them
4: so yes Jamie Cowan anti-west coast refs <laughs> maybe our take uh, I mean I see what you kind of see what he's saying about the his first reaction being to send the hearts player off and the smiling and he is a Rangers fan and it just looks so bad but I just don't know it just it can't be true that there's like this big conspiracy i know i can't i can't we just can't ever properly believe i can't it. believe it, can't it. Be i'm that inherent sorry bias. I know, it like... can't be that ingrained in our game because it would completely ruin it so i Choose to not believe nah, basically, we'll i just believe it.
2: Just... Jamie just likes to believe it, you know. We bring out financial gulfs <laughs> yeah. and all this, shit. financial gulfs, yeah, yeah. and his <laughs> hair,
4: the yeah, yeah, devil's advocate. Well done, Jamie. But, uh, yeah, I can uh, uh, sort of empathize, understandably, uh, very unhappy with that. I think probably more so at the heart's performance, really, um, than any sort of West Coast conspiracy thing. Uh, to be to be fair, I mean any any thoughts on on Rangers? Wait before before I uh, give you the floor. Actually, one little stat that I saw was interesting. Uh, James Tavernier officially became the seventh highest scoring defender of all time with that penalty. Really? Yeah, it's 111 goals. Yeah. Is that it? yeah, aye and The top, I can't even remember the top one is, but he moves above Roberto Carlos. Really, he moves just behind Graham Alexander, who right. had hundred and thirty overall. That many, yeah, right? yeah. Penalty merchant, obviously. Uh, Would so, love yeah. to know who else is in that list. Yeah, I saw it the other day. Beck bar in it? Mm, possibly. I know. I know. Um, uh, what's it? What the hell's his name again? Um, Ramos, Sergio, Sergio Ramos, Ramos was in there. Which right. was, I was like, that's quite mental. Ah. But he was like he was like third or fourth or something really? like that. Ramos, yeah. He was
2: pennies, was he not? As was well? he as well? Ah, there you go. Yeah, has to be the penny merchants. Then, always
4: is. Yeah, always is. Um, so yeah, fair fair play to have in that regard. A whole lot of pens in there as well. But his, his uh, right wand has been ter- and the left Aye. has been terrorising Scottish football for a fair few years. So and his middle one <laughs> If you count, very nice. Uh, yeah. So I think. Unless you've got anything to say about Rangers, quickly, Aaron. I mean, the less said about Rangers, the better. They're steamrolling through,
2: aren't they? And They're, they're doing they, very well. They're at the looking to be good. They're looking uh, like a, a hot
4: side again. And, you know, they've got that game on Thursday night. That's it takes. When that,
2: good momentum for them.
4: When, when you have a club like Rangers, all it takes is a new manager to not even necessarily be tactically insanely good or anything like that, but just to be... Bit of depth and to not be the old guy. Yeah. To just not be the last guy, basically. Be a bit
2: of a presence in the change room, and folk want. End of the day, there comes a lot of pressure at Rangers. So that pressure's on the players already and if they've got a manager you feel pressure with as well then that's half the battle because you're going to beat your Hibs your Hearts your Aberdeens your Motherwells your Killies
4: your Ross County's your Dundee's (laughs) you name it (laughs) give it six months until the players really know Clement and then his managerial ability will actually be kind of tested well
2: I think his managerial ability will be tested against Celtic 30th or whenever it is yeah yeah, yeah
4: that's exactly when we'll see if he's cut for it or not cut for the mustard
2: you're not gonna kill me. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh great. So I think that's that that'll do it for semi final chat. Um, get away from moving me, please. on. Uh Aberdeen will play Rangers at some point in December. Seventeenth. Seventeenth of December. And you bet your bottom dollar. Me, Mike, and Dylan will return. He's for Mikey's episode. <laughs> oh God. That song was playing in my head throughout the night out actually a little bit. <laughs> Just a song I made up. A song. Decent, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um next up we we had some we had some domestic action obviously over the weekend that kind of was overshadowed by all the drama of the semifinals. Um but it doesn't make it any less exciting. Um, I've seen the old Luke McCowan free kick for Dundee doing the rounds on mm. social media. Absolute ping, yeah. to be honest. And that contributes heavily. Um well it's just another a bloody feather in the cap of, of Livy's massive downfall. Uh, a feather out the cap, yeah. if anything, to be honest. Because feather gone. Livingston have been praised a lot on this show. Um, David Martindale, it's not working. He is tactically lost at the moment. It feels like the, managers of the other managers in the league have maybe figured out his uh, his old Catanaccio style of football. Yeah. And they can now uh, play around it. And Livingston need to find something from somewhere because... Mm, it's it's all going pear shaped right now at Amonville. yeah
2: and you know Livia have always built their foundations on being able to defend properly and be stuffy and hard to beat and there's still huge elements of that but they've not got anything going forward they not no. got that noobly anymore no no not got him playing and he was such a good outlet for them but you know as you touched upon there four losses in the spin one win in ten games <sighs> that
4: is a Embarrassing. One goal that is a in joke. five games. That is a like joke.
2: it's just they're they're the top end of the pitch. They're they're really struggling. And you know, they're they're not able to hold out these results constantly because there's just so much pressure on them all yeah. the time. Like
4: Oh man, it's it's not it's not good at all. And hopefully for Livingston fans' sake, Martindale can find an answer because is his jacket on a shugly peg as they say or is that just crazy talk at this point that's crazy talk yeah I think Martindale's in
2: a job for for life there to be fair <laughs> yeah you're probably right. I think he's a hard man to get rid of at, at Livy he's such an absolute legend for them um, and he's doing such a formidable job and I think he will be hard to, he's a bit like a, a Derek McInnes I would say figure I know what you or, mean when he was at Aberdeen he's like,
4: got a way that he plays he's got a style that he sets his team up in he's, he's hard to beat Um, and he very rarely deviates from that style no matter who they're playing yeah but then the problem is when you play in such a way as martindale sets up livingston and the results aren't coming what do you do do you just continue to defend and continue to get battered like when you it's almost like when you set yourself up to draw every game or when you set yourself up to just like get results and get by when when it suddenly stops going right and you have to sort of try and pull a rabbit out of the or you have to try and attack, and you have to try and win a game. Like, how do you do that when all you do is set up for draws and you're losing games anyway, and you're getting pumped anyway, um, and this stuffiness suddenly just becomes a a bag of feathers that have been lit on fire by every team that they come into contact with because it's just not working, so something needs to change drastically. Or Livingston, um, especially with Craig Levine up their arse, I think will find themselves in, in real trouble very soon. Nah, it's a good point. It's
2: a very good point, Mikey. And, and they do need to find something going forward in the pitch. Like, it's easy for us to sit here and say, but, you know, as you said, Le- Levine coming in now. Um, Ross County looked like they're doing okay again recently. Yeah. Um. It's just, you know, it's not looking too great for them with the Levine yeah. appointment. And there's a huge game tonight with St. Johnston playing Motherwell. If, you know, St. Johnston win that game, you imagine. They go above Livy and then all of a sudden it is all eyes on I'll Martin be on do. that at the moment won't it? yeah, yeah so. it will
4: be I yeah. oh man um, live react but Aaron reacts <laughs> <laughs> 2-0 St.
2: G. no way
4: oh, <laughs> Andy
2: Considine oh
4: my god wow and Nicky Clark sixty eight minute that is just minute. so genius fucking hell oh I knew it so there you go Livingston are <laughs> now bottom of the table Craig Levine is just beating the managerial maestro apparently that is Stuart Kettlewell at his own game. Aye. Two 0 up. And you fucked it up. Wow. He did not fuck it up. There you go. That's genius. Wow. Well, there you go. The Levine era has truly arrived at McDermott. Andy Park. Kirk double. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's so aye. The Andy Kirk Andy Kirk is the shop goods in the back. Uh, he is. He's the brains of this operation. I tell you what, Andy Kirk will benefit massively from all this. Oh, He's going to sh- go on and manage someone in the Premier Championship yeah. after this is all said and done. I, I probably... If, if it, I mean, I need to calm down for a second. <laughs> They're turning up against <laughs> the worst team in the league right now. <laughs> against one of the worst form teams in the league. it <laughs> out okay, I'm ready to give them the Aberdeen job. <laughs> so um, yeah, so, I mean, Livingston, not a very good side at the moment. Uh, Barry Robson's Aberdeen were also criticised for being not a very good side. Someone said the worst side that's ever been in a league cup final has ever been in a domestic final is this aberdeen team um mr craig fowler uh of the terrace getting a bit of uh heat on this show as well actually that's the third time we've taken a pop out it. No, they're on like, the hit list officially give them the ball. <laughs> they're, they're in there with blair McInally on the hit list <laughs> so um i was wanting to play a game if um aberdeen's if, if barry robson's aberdeen are the worst team that's ever been in a domestic cup final uh, a little a little game of Who's worse? Who are the worst teams that we've ever seen? And I'll give you two teams, Aaron, and you have to tell me which of them are the worst team, basically.
2: Is there a right and wrong answer?
4: It's football subjective, mate. Good. good. Wh- whatever um, you thank feel. God. I know you've got two lined up for me as well. So. Oh, I do. Uh, my two for you. Um, on this round of Who's Worse? <laughs> Fingers on buzzers. Round one. We have Gretna 2008. No, 2008 I was going Gret- to say Gretna Gret- 2008 locked in <laughs> Gretna everything but 2008 can you defeat the Kong, Kong? <laughs> we have the original Gretna Gavin Skelton's Gretna I think you'll find or last season's Dundee United who is the worst team oh
2: that is so hard to choose yeah so hard to choose I think Dundee um, United last year's was just
4: they were I'm
2: gonna I'm awful. gonna. I'm gonna go with if Dundee they were United. To, if they were
4: year. to play, who would win?
2: Dundee United would win. You reckon? Dundee United would beat that Gretna team, I think. Um obviously that Gretna team, if I had the real three players in that Gretna team off the top of my head to
4: save my family, then they might be gone. Right. <laughs> um, but I'll give you one. Danny Granger. Danny Granger. Gavin Skelton. Oh. and they had a Uruguayan guy up front. I really? Know. Yeah, yeah, they did actually. Uh might have sold him before they played a game because obviously they went into all the financial trouble and had to sort of bail a lot of players out. Aaron, Danny Swanson might have played for that Gretna team. They had a whole bunch of players that then were picked up by other premiership sides and kind of became mainstays in a lot of other teams. Uh Skelton went to Killing, uh, for in, example. Jan Toml. There you go. That is that is insane. Um, never actually heard of him. I just knew there was a Uruguay team, but what Diego
2: I, Forlan up top? Yeah, for Gretna. <laughs> yeah.
4: That Gretna team got to a cup final, and they also beat Dundee United twice domestically. Yeah. So while they are one of the worst sides the SPL's ever seen, the SPFL's ever seen, um, they weren't in the SPFL, but I still think they would certainly give last season's United a game, if not maybe beat them. But my argument
2: towards it is they only won five games that year and majority of their points and wins were post-split. Um, there you go. Okay. And also they had 10 points deducted for administration. And when a team has 10 points deducted or points deducted, that's just a joke at that point. Yeah, okay. They're so enough. meaningless. Whereas Dundee United, you know, Dundee United had a lot of hype around them and they obviously had that Azed Alkmar fucking crisis that was that was the and they had the, the whole thing wasn't it that yeah. was pretty
4: much the whole thing right there something they,
2: they all just went they went to shit after that they yeah. had a really good squad and everyone's thinking they're going to be fighting for top four and this and the next thing and they were mucking around at the bottom <laughs> for so long and we just thought they were going to come out of it eventually and didn't but they were still an okay side
4: okay Ugh, they were terrible they were but they, they were. were so shit and Gretna got to a domestic cup final, and if Gretna had that extra ten points and they hadn't gone into administration, we would have seen a very different story. If they had not been deducted those ten points, would they have stayed up mathematically or were they were they that that far gone? I don't know if you can whip the, the they league would table. have
2: been far gone right. they would have been seventeen points of Kilmarnock.
4: with plus ten points with, with the so they were relegated twenty seven points in the clear, yeah, Jeepers. Maybe that does settle the debate after all in that case. One great thing about that Gretna side, though. Manager comes out to the the Scottish Cup final wearing a kilt. Is
2: it not Davey Irons?
4: Davey Irons. Yeah, that's I, exactly who it was. was. Comes out wearing a kilt and a big thistle brooch uh, you... and, rather than the suit and tie. No, no, no. Pipers, kilts.
2: That's legendary. It's player. great. Yeah, the yeah. only why I knew that was because uh, he's a standing manager now. Is he? he uh, oh, that's I,
4: pretty I, genius. Actually, uh-huh. probably the crowning moment of his career. But right, fair enough. Okay, I think twenty-seven points, relegated by twenty-seven points, kind of speaks for itself. So maybe last season's United Egypt. um Who's worse, last season's United or Gretna? It's Gretna. Ding ding ding. <laughs> Aaron, over to you who's worse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's up, doing it. Done my, out my gimmick there for yeah, a yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. You went into my gimmick <laughs> for a second there. Slipped off the mask.
2: <laughs> who's worse, Mikey? Yeah. Breakin City's championship oh, side yeah. or Cowdenbeath's championship side?
4: Yeah, okay. Jimmy Nichol's Cowdenbeath side. Um. <sighs> I... I'm gonna answer based on present day, and I'm gonna tell you why I answer based on present day because one team is nearly gone invincible in the Highland League this season, and one team still looks over their shoulder at a potential drop into the East of Scotland League. Yeah, basically. um Cowden Beath have never recovered from that and it doesn't look like they're ever going to recover, to be mm. honest. Uh, Brecon were terrible that season. Did they even get a win, that Breakin side? Breakin collected four points. That oh, season. one win and one draw. No, four. Four draws, draws so zero wins. Zero wins. Jesus Christ. You're looking for the keyhole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's such a tough one to answer. Um, I think the... Okay, my answer is this. If the, the effects... It's been worse on Beath in the long run. Brecon have managed to sort of... R- revive themselves or recover from it better, uh, and it's fucked breaking over. Uh, Beath over way more than it's ruined breaking. But the seasons individually, probably that breaking yeah. side. It's, I would have to say by an absolute country. My, yeah, um,
2: is but if you're looking at it from that perspective that you're looking at uh breaking
4: obviously in a far better position whole pie jenny who's <laughs> the keyhole uh, yeah. <laughs> who's worse but yeah jimmy nickel as a man a bit of pedigree um the cowden beef manager at the time he was jimmy calderwood's assistant at aberdeen jimmy calderwood the best manager in aberdeen's <laughs> history um so i think that he wouldn't have let his his side maybe be embarrassed quite on that level um obviously they had the 10 nil at Tynecastle, castle which Can't have helped confidence in the ranks at all. A very famous result, that, obviously. Kelton Beath got beat 10-0 at Tynecastle. Castle. Um, Just, like, just stop. At some point, as a professional athlete, you have to look across the field and see the tears in your fellow man's eye and just stop, surely. Or do you think you just send them out for all-out violence, no matter what the level of play is? Because you must be going i'm probably ruining some of these guys lives and careers by doing this right. you're
2: part of the 10-0 cowden team. yeah oh no that's
4: all they'll, they'll ever be and uh, boys that played in that team it's probably the biggest mark of their whole football career the biggest thing that's happened to them mm. is getting pumped 10-0 at time no. you know it's a, it was maybe a glorious moment for cowden but yeah oh well unlucky unlucky i think we've decided that breaking were worse yeah individually on that season so yeah. yes yeah. if anyone wants stinking football content there's four teams for you <laughs> gretna dundee united Brecon and cowden Beach. enjoy that craig fowler yeah, <laughs> yeah. stick up your arse fowler <laughs> uh nice okay so uh blasting on um let's get on the home stretch so we are we have two takes each from the weekend's domestic action um, which we briefly were speaking about before. Um, we'll go one about um, just sort of talking about general storylines that we've seen progressing in, in our game and what our thoughts basically are on them. Uh, so I don't know if you want to want to go first on, on this one, Anna Yeah, so,
2: yeah. Well, one thing that uh, I've seen over the weekend that I thought was very interesting was the title race in the championship. Very um, nice. There is... Commentary of myself saying that you should hand Dundee United the title now. I still believe that. I still believe Dundee United are the firm favourites. But you know, when you actually dissect what's going on in the championship fully, like Wraith could be top basically. Yeah. Um, they missed out on a chance of beating Airdrie at home, Starks
4: Park. Oh, well, yeah. Of course, they, that, they beat they the beat, one all.
2: They won all, and they, they you should have beaten Airdrie at home at the weekend, and it would have put them one point behind Dundee United with a game in hand. That's insane. Which is actually insane considering Dundee United haven't lost lost the game. Yeah, it shows Uh, you
4: how good Wraith actually are.
2: Wraith are a very good side and if anything this could be playing into their hands more it could be helping their momentum that less people are still speaking about them but
4: they're that close. If Wraith had beaten Dundee United at Starks Park as well a couple of weekends ago then they would have been top anyway Yeah, with a game in hand and a chance to extend their lead despite an Invincibles than the United team going on right now so
2: it's interesting that they're actually that close and they're, they're keeping them at a very good arm's length and yeah. they, they win their game in hand it is only just a point it's, an, it's incredible incredible
4: achievement for all involved at Kirkcaldy uh, Lewis Vaughan just shooting them down racking them up and shooting them down um, and we've already spoken about Wraith at length on this show, but just go and look at their starting 11. And if you know your Scottish football players, you'll recognise every single player in that team. Yeah. Which is insane. Sam Stanton had a really good little moment yeah. in the, the
2: game at the weekend. Ex United as uh, well. Ex high and all. Is he? Uh,
4: there you go.
2: For his sins, yeah. <laughs> scarred. But you know, in the in the long run, it's going to be extremely hard for Wraith. Obviously, the experience in that squad of winning titles and and, and having glory, it just isn't is it there. Compared they've not to Dundee done United. it yet. Yeah. And Dundee United, they've only actually conceded five goals. Yeah. So that is insane. It is it is going to be still a tough ask. But at the end of the day, they they could be one point
4: behind them. Yeah. So Jimmy Goodwin, I think that is going to be United's downfall in the end. Great. So thrilling stuff in the championship as always basically Um next up we have league one where cove rangers look a little bit sneaky good out of nowhere who would have fucking thought it i had them pegged to go down uh cove rangers i had them going down in 10th Um they sit one place outside the playoff right now Uh the playoffs they have not lost a game since the 9th of september wow really yeah wow and they got beat 2-0 by Montrose. That was the last game they lost. They've won uh, they've won and drawn every game since then. They had a few draws. And now they're winning regularly. Uh, Paul McGowan is showing his experience in League One. He's really sort of stepping up uh, and sort of leading the team as you would ex- expect a player of that experience. And he's maybe not got it quite as much anymore, but the former caliber he used to have. Uh, Mitch Meganson who Needs no introduction, really. He's an absolute wizard of the lower leagues, really. He's a co he's going to be a cove legend. He's like build build the bloody Mitch Meganson statue at the, yeah. of the Balmoral ground. Uh, he's a second top scorer in, in League One, despite the struggles the team's had. Uh, when you've got a player like that that can score so many goals, you're probably not actually going to be in any danger. Uh, and in hindsight, it's probably quite a shocking take surprise, surprise from <laughs> myself uh, on that matter. Um, I just think that, you know, it's the old thing, like defense wins your titles and goals will keep you in in leagues, Yeah, basically, is how you kind of look at it. Um, and when you have a striker like Meganson, um I'll be uh, like, Cove could easily make the playoffs um, this season. 100%. For sure could make the playoffs, um, especially when you've got that sort of us against the world mentality going on. And I think they've managed to build that really, actually really well this season uh, because everyone was against them there was nobody in Cove's corner of Cove are sort of an afterthought all of a sudden yeah they are know? they were like kind of hot hot topic um because they were like an Aberdeen club and they had loads of money and then they kind of fizzled out last season and no one's really speaking about them um well I am for a change uh Cove Rangers they are your ones to watch in League One uh Aaron back to you I saw
2: so the other one that I was going to draw to was Alois Sterling so um a little bit of League One action. Thrilling. Too the old big, the big derby. Yeah. Oh, too, I mean, a big win for the Alowa boys all the way back to Alowa. 2-0. Um, um, I mean, going into this game, we thought that Sterling were going to be giving alloa a game. They were going to be in amongst it. Um, and Sterling have just absolutely fallen off a cliff. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I heard anyone say anything positive about Sterling Albion Football Club. I remember I tried. There was like maybe four <laughs> weeks ago we we're banging on about oh they're getting more of people in, there's a bigger stand, they've got the Dale Bros, they've got this, they've got yeah, that, yeah. and we were both hyping them up so much and thinking <laughs> they were going to the Dale Bros, they were going to be finishing four. Championship that way. <laughs> <laughs> now they're going to be going back in the league too. Yeah, yeah. And you know Sterling, I watched the game highlights and they very they struggled. Yeah. Aloha genuinely battered them yeah. they battered them and Aloha have they're not turning a corner but some are just that bad and aloha have got enough quality now especially when they've got Ali Roy um, who it's quite a weird one they've got Ali Roy on loan from East Cobright. that's mental. when do you ever see that a team that's two divisions below yeah. loaning a guy out to uh, a team above, yeah,
4: show you the arrogance of East Cobride. Why that just bit, how maybe? good? They are, I, I don't, don't know, mean, I don't think it is. I don't think it is how good they,
2: like, they are. Like, it's just it's, it's quite bizarre, it yeah. is very bizarre. But I mean, he
4: got a little goal there, he, he's he been getting a lot
2: of praise from Aloha fans, and he's yeah. been an absolute live wire. For yeah, that cool.
4: No, will have been absolutely loving it. My the person Aloha, obviously, that's yeah. an Aloha fan, um, beating their Stirlingshire rivals, um just you know aloha once again we talk about cove flying under the radar there's a team that flies under the radar every single year basically and aloha had a bit of a shaky start but once again knocking their pan and in league one will they be there at the end of the season probably not they might make the playoffs they're in a push at the moment but they're not they're not exactly setting the world alight when you win games like that it can be the catalyst for your season to really explode so true very true, and still Big Brian Rice in the dugout. Oh, why? So what? What more can you really want if you're a man that goes down the wrecks every aye. weekend? You got Ally Roy banging them in, former Airdrie man as well, Ally Roy, former Aberdeen man actually, I believe, Ally Roy, um, and uh, and Big Brian Rice in the technical area. So yeah, a fantastic win. My nap goes down the drain. For that re- for that weekend, uh, mine's lost I, I as locked well. up Sterling. Yeah, uh, I locked no, up Dundee United. Well, it, was, uh, it was a one all for you. Mm-hmm. Does that mean anything? That means we have lost, to win, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Where's uh, your off? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, excellent. Okay, and the final team we're getting to for our domestic rundown. Uh, I'm taking a wee look at Spartans, um, the Spartans boys just taking so much advantage of Edinburgh City's calamitous collapse because. Edinburgh City just got beat 5-1 at the weekend. Spartans won again. Spartans will keep winning. In fact, Spartans have only lost once all season. They've got Blair Henderson, who has been a man low on confidence. He's been a man that has been bummed around. Uh, He's a a man that's not been utilised maybe properly um, at a club that he was you know really really um hitting format for a lot of his career at edinburgh city and he was kind of let go and i think he's maybe a man with a bit of a point to prove so my boss my old boss the restaurant i used to work at uh he's on the board at spartan so i was uh when he was last in i actually messaged him or messaged him i was speaking to him in person about uh, blair henderson i was like oh yeah blair henderson's kind of doing well for himself and he was saying he was basically really low on confidence around the training ground and stuff and Um, he was starting to get it back ever since that Stranraer game when Spartan sort of turned it around. Like Ever since then, Blair especially, but the rest of the boys have started to believe that maybe they can really kick on and do something special this season. And that's proven by the fact they've only got one loss. They sit two points off the top of the table uh, with the same amount of games played as Dundee, uh, as one games less, sorry, played than Peterhead. Um, So, I mean, it just shows you that this club who have gotten a lot of praise this season But I don't think anyone expected him to be this fucking good No, not at all.
2: And let's remember that one loss was a 95-minute goal against
4: Steny at home. So, you know, bar a 95-minute goal against Steny, they would be unbeaten this season. And you know what? Steny was the other team I was thinking about maybe putting down as my sort of storyline club because they're having a terrific campaign as well Yeah. that shows you the strength of Spartans, that that's the only team that's managed to basically beat them this season and they too playing this weekend is going to be a, a very I interesting avoid tie. that on your akka for oh. all for all uh all of our bloody souls all everyone's mercy do <laughs> not put spartan steny on your akka. whatever you do do not spartans. <laughs> yeah um and also just the tifos and stuff the interaction with the community it's just a really good field a good community feel
2: around spartans at the moment and they feel like they're well on the rise and i was yeah one of those people maybe saying i don't fancy them to do well enough to get into the playoffs and by God, that is being blown out of the water now. It'd be At this moment in time, you'd be surprised if they didn't, albeit football changes quickly. But the top four that's sitting right there right now,
4: oh it's, it's impenetrable hard, almost. Hard, to, yeah. hard to look elsewhere. But. It's very tough to break into that top four in League 2. Peterhead, Dumbarton look incredible, but everyone thought that was going to happen. Uh, Spartans and Steny, I think that will be the top four come the end of the season. And I think Spartans are doing a very clever thing by taking advantage of the... The lack of interaction that Edinburgh City have had. We kind of spoke about this the other week, but like Spartans have got the opportunity there to be the third club in Edinburgh. They really do. Um, Edinburgh City kind of dwindling. There's no real excitement around them, but I can really see Spartans sort of snatching that third third team sort of spot away from Edinburgh City over the next couple of seasons. Um, Yes, I believe that brings us to... <laughs> nice, very yeah. nice. Good elf, yeah, very good elf. Um, so yeah, Scottish football.
2: What about him? Ken okay, this time last week, Craig Levine being at Saint J would have been incomprehensible.
4: Craig Levine being at Saint J. It's, Tams- Tams- it's, it's too old. All. All. It's too old. <laughs> <laughs> Early Sally. <laughs> oh dear, man. Uh, yeah death wrestling with Ogre. <laughs> what well, the podcast yeah, exactly. in, in the pod <laughs> so yeah I mean who'd have thought Craig Levine would be at St Johnston who'd have thought that K-pop singers would be wearing Ali McCoy strips to a Texas Rangers baseball game and who would have thought Gretna would finally get a win well the tour would have thought it because the tour knows these things <laughs> We know Scottish football, and you don't. Know, okay, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it, really. Uh, no, you all—if you listen, you know Scottish football more than anybody else because you listen to the best podcast out there. Um, we're really the experts on, on these issues, I think. Aaron, to oh, I yeah yeah totally. We know what we're on about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we try. Um, you can catch us all over the place. You know, on all your usual on all your usual platforms. Uh, on Instagram, we are Tour of the terraces. Uh Twitter. Tour OT Terraces. Just the tour. Trying to get that brand really strong. Uh TikTok. TikTok t- is Apache to the
2: TikTok um, manager. Um it is just the tour podcast. At the tour podcast. At the tour podcast. How, how Going. Ah it's gotten on. Nice, twenty-one followers yeah. now. Six videos up. Ten a department. Ah, oh, I just yeah, sort of yeah. motor along with it. It's that just basically uh, one one video of right. Rangers fans just rinsing us, but <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. good. It's good. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> dumb and dumber. I and believe right. it was. Yeah. A few yeah. Other comments, but right. won't bring them up.
4: <laughs> pish comments probably. Uh, um, yeah. Any 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 sort of final things that you want to get across
2: one yeah one thing i would love to get across please if you are listening to this point give us a five star rating oh on the yeah Spotify. yeah that yeah would be for sure sensational we do put a lot of time and effort into this and it is
4: good fun and um, we do like to reap the rewards yeah boosts everything the five star reviews are one of the most effective ways of, of promoting us so you know all aboard the tour all that sort of jazz and also we, we tweet often about uh, on like weekdays on uh, on weekend match days about if you are going to a game, if you're going to Lon- Loncarty Bonus, if you're going to Genefield Swift's, wherever it is you might be going, send a pic of the attendance, of like the stand, of people sitting in it, maybe a couple of shots of the ground itself, and we'll RT it, we'll credit you, and we'll hop you right on passenger coach B of the tour. <laughs> if that's what you fancy, sorry. A is for me, Donald and Aaron only. You can sit in the back with Ali and Jamie. One thing to maybe mention is Linton away. Oh yeah. Linton at home. home. Yeah, yeah. Um, So me and Aaron going to West Linton at the weekend. Scotland's newest uh, league member club, not league member, no, Scotland's newest non league member club, yes. I guess is what the uh, official way you would say it's it. It's what would the be. YouTube video highlight will be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <If laughs> I I blame, I Scotland's, Scotland's <laughs> newest in capital letters. <laughs> uh, yeah. You'll never believe what happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> A club and a shipping container. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> uh, the club that built Midlothian. <laughs> So yeah, we'll be going to West Linton to see what the hell does this football club have to offer. It looks spectacular. Really excited for that. Um, yes, we'll tweet out our naps I think because we're kind of we're past Aye. the point of no return with that one. Um, but yes, a pleasure as always lads. Um, if anyone is interested, England cricket team are currently bottom of the World Cup which is really funny. If you don't like England or cricket. So, give that a look. And one more thing. All aboard the fucking tour.